Hello, Louisiana. I'm Kerry Martin, and this is the voice of Louisiana Agriculture Podcast for Friday, August 30th of 2019. Welcome to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, a look at the latest news in Louisiana agriculture. Now, here's the host of the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast, Carrie Martin. It is a very busy time of year. Corn harvest, sugarcane planting, soybean harvest getting underway, and farmers are dealing with low market prices. We'll talk about all of that with Point Capee Parish farmer George LaCour coming up later in the podcast. But first, here's a look at news headlines. Temperatures have turned cool in the Midwest recently, and it has some farmers concerned about a potential impact on crop development. Bryce Anderson is the senior ag meteorologist for DTN. He says that cool trend is going to continue for several more days. It is going to stay uh, cool over the next week in the northern Midwest especially. I don't think that we're going to have a real continual round of cool conditions. And in fact, during the latter part of next week, we could see more of a west to east upper airflow that will be milder on temperatures. But yeah, this trend of no real heat has just kept things moving along very slowly, and this is causing, you know, a lot of CERN. Anderson says cooler than normal temperatures cover most of the Corn Belt right now. In some cases, certain locations in the Corn Belt have been double digits below where they normally are in late August and early September. Oh, we've been on the order of three to five degrees uh, below normal over quite a big area, and then in some locations over the northern northwestern Corn Belt, we've seen anywhere from 5 to 10 degree below normal temperature ranges. So it has been certainly anything but a real hot late summer across most of the belt. Because many of the crops went in the ground late this year, all eyes are on the weather forecast, trying to anticipate when that first frost will happen. While Anderson says an early frost doesn't look likely, that may not be good enough for this year's crops. We're in a situation right now where I don't think we're going to have an early freeze, but even a normal first freeze in that late September to early October time frame is still going to be too early for a lot of crops. And that's where things are going to get very nervous. And especially when we get into the last half of September, there's going to be a lot of attention on how the pattern is shaping up at that time. DTN Ag Meteorologist Bryce Anderson. Hurricane Dorian is bearing down on Florida, and it could cause a lot of agricultural damage there, especially to the citrus industry. Which has been reeling since the hurricanes of the mid-2000s, followed by citrus greening disease, could take another big blow from Dorian, especially if it impacts the middle Florida coast, as expected, as a major hurricane. That's USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey, who says the storm is taking direct aim at Florida's orange and grapefruit growing areas. The fruits are obviously immature at this point, and it could be a, a very significant blow for citrus. And the potential damage is not limited to just Florida. Of course, as the storm uh, is expected to turn northward after hitting land, uh, hitting eastern Florida coastline, there could be some concerns with regard to flooding and winds throughout the southern Atlantic region. And uh, as you move up into the Carolinas, some of those areas were affected heavily last year by Hurricane Florence and the flooding there. USDA meteorologist Brad Rippey. Louisiana corn yields continue to be reported all over the place. Some are good, some are average. 
some are not so good. Trent Williams farms in Franklin Parish. He says he's one of the lucky ones. He's seen pretty good yields this year so far. On some of our droughtier type soils, fields, uh, we, uh, we have seen some tremendous yields. Um, you know, I think overall we're going to be slightly above average because of that. Uh, I hear some guys are, that, are, that are down this year. Um, but I, I think overall we're, we're right, up, right on average for corn harvest, I'd say. And while the weather has caused all kind of problems this growing season, William says he's had pretty good weather during harvest season so far. You know, it's been a, been a pretty smooth harvest. We've had good harvest weather. Uh, had a few rains here you know, last week, uh, but really we, we needed some to finish out on soybeans and uh, the cotton farmers, I think, appreciated that as well. So everything's looking good. We just need a little couple more weeks to get it finished up. While harvest may be going good for some people, the market is going bad for everyone. September corn futures right now in the 360 range, and that is definitely a losing situation, even with a positive basis. William says he needs at least $4 to make money. You, you cannot make a penny at 350 corn. Uh, probably probably going to be losing money right there, if I had to guess. You get up there to that $4 range, that's about your break-even point. You get anything above that, 430, 440, uh, you make money right there. We're a long way from that right now for sure. Franklin Parish farmer Trent Williams. The Louisiana Forestry Association held its annual meeting in Lake Charles this week. Louisiana Commissioner of Agriculture and Forestry Mike Strain spoke at the meeting. He says forestry makes up a huge portion of our state's agriculture. We have 15 million acres of tree farms. This is farmed timber. 4 million acres of hardwood bottomlands. So if you put that 19 million acres, that's what we have in tree inventory. The whole state is about 27.6 million acres. So if you look at the size and the scope, it's over a billion dollars a year, a billion. That is a look at some of the latest news headlines in Louisiana agriculture. Remember, you can always check our website to stay up to date on everything happening in our state's agricultural industry. The website is voiceoflouisianaagriculture.com, or you can try the short version, voiceoflaag.com. While you're there, click the button in the middle of the page to subscribe to our daily e-newsletter. It's called the Daily Voice. Click the button, put in your name, email address. We'll email you the Daily Voice every weekday morning at 5 a.m. Now let's look at the markets on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. We did not see a lot of action in the grain markets today. Traders heading home early for the three-day weekend. Of course, Labor Day on Monday, the grain markets will be closed. Greg Fox is grain marketing specialist with the Louisiana Farm Bureau Marketing Association. Greg, anything happening in the grain markets today? Pretty flat today. Um, Beans up barely, corn down a couple of cents. Going into a holiday weekend, so you saw a little bit of short covering. But when you kind of go into these weekends, the markets are kind of flat to begin with, regardless of any good or bad news out there. And then just lack of overall fresh news on trade agreements. Uh, Exports were kind of bland yesterday. So it just feels like kind of a flat into a unproductive week. Soybeans ended the week fractionally higher with September beans up three quarters, 857. New crop November beans up a half at 869 a bushel. The corn market was slightly lower. September corn down one and three quarters, 358. 
December corn down one and a half, 369 and three quarters. September wheat dropped 18 and a half, 451 and a quarter. Rough rice ended on a positive note. September rice up 11 cents at 1167 100. November rice up 10, 1195 and a half. November sugar up 1, 2581. Now with a look at the cotton market, here's Don Molino. Cotton futures mostly lower on Friday with nearby October up 15 points. A little less than a month into the new marketing year. Total upland export commitments are now 50% of USDA's full-year projection, with most of that being unshipped sales. The average pace for this time of year is 45%, and last year at 66%. The main impact area from Hurricane Dorian is expected to be Florida, with Georgia expected to catch some of the winds and rain as well. Rain total is seen at 6 to 10 inches in eastern Florida and Georgia over the next week. The Cotlick index up 80 points on August 29th at 70.10 a pound. The weekly Evergrove price now 51.45 below loan rate. At New York Friday, December cotton 58.87 down 13. March cotton finished at 59.53 down 12. The spot market price 57.05 up 17. I'm Don Molino on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. At Dominique's Livestock Market in Baton Rouge and Opelousas, two to three hundred pound steers brought a dollar twenty-five to a dollar ninety-eight a pound. Three to four weight steers a dollar fifteen to a dollar eighty-two. Four to five hundred pounders range from a dollar ten to a dollar sixty a pound. Five to six weight steers a dollar to a dollar forty-two. With six to seven hundred pounders bringing ninety cents to a dollar thirty-one. Slaughter cows range from 25 cents to 64 cents a pound. Slaughter bulls brought 70 to 87 cents. On the futures market Friday, cattle futures moved lower. October live cattle down 87, 98.92. September feeder cattle down a dollar, 132.40. October feeders down a dollar 17. Corn harvest, sugar cane planting, and trouble with the cotton market. We'll discuss all those topics with Louisiana farmer George LaCour. Coming up next on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. What comes out of the ground creates energy and has been a major contributor to Louisiana's economy for over two centuries? No, it's not oil. It's sugar. Sugar cane, sweet sugar cane. Ever since the Jesuits began cultivating sugar in colonial Louisiana, this sweet crop has had a major impact on our economic well-being. Each year, our sugarcane industry creates an economic boon of nearly $3 billion for the Bayou State. This vital business engine supports fuel and fertilizer distributors, tractor and automotive dealerships, supermarkets, and more than 15,000 Louisiana jobs. The sugar industry also benefits research universities and schools, banks, and insurance agencies. Sugarcane, sweet sugarcane. The Louisiana sugarcane industry, helping empower the people of Louisiana for more than 220 years. Louisiana sugar, making life sweeter, naturally. The Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Our guest today is George LaCour. George Farms in Point Capee Parish. And George, I saw your picture on the Delta Farm Press website today and thought I'd give you a call. You've been a busy man. What's going on? 
I don't know. They probably didn't want to sell many papers if they put my picture on the front page. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, it's just harvest season, Carrie. We are underway. We got through harvesting corn. We're harvesting soybeans. Uh, we just started defoliating some cotton. And we're about halfway through planting sugar cane and being held up by the weather. And our soybeans are not wanting to get ready. So we're, we're having a hard time getting planted and kind of worried because our mill is going to start on the 17th of September. So time is getting short fast. Well, George, let's break this down by crop. You have got so many irons in the fire right now. Let's go back and talk about corn. How did the corn harvest come out? You said you're wrapped up. I know that results have been all over the place in Louisiana. Where have you fallen this year? Well, it's a fair crop. Carry it wasn't anything great to talk about. Uh, clay ground yield was off probably 30, 40 bushels. The lighter dirt. Uh, which we don't have much of, was probably off about 20. Just uh, rained too much this spring to make a good corn crop for us. And we had to fight trying to get the ground together after all the ruts we made last fall. But uh, we did manage to put in a corn crop. Cane planting now running full speed across Louisiana. How's that going for you? Well... We're planting today. Uh, we were able to cut some soybeans and get some open ground, and all open ground we had earlier is planted. But uh, I think we're an exception up here in North Point to P. I went to Iberville yesterday, and I think they got four inches of rain there. Those guys are really hurting, um, getting behind. But uh, Cane's running about five to one, whole stock six to one. Um, you know, some places it looks a little bit short, but overall I'd say it's about average for this time of year. Now you said you had to cut some beans to open some ground up to plant. How did those beans yield? Did it, did it come out okay? It came out okay, Carrie. Uh, about mid-50s, the quality was good. We're having an issue with with Zeno. Uh, they're grading a lot harder than Dreyfus. Uh, really, the graders look like it's about Bungie and Dreyfus grade beans about 2% damage. And by God, Zeno down there gave us a better bid. They were getting 6% damage on the same truckload of beans. Mm. So, but that's far for the course. Uh, but uh, beans, beans look fairly good. You know, if we can just get out of here without getting the damage that we had in 2018, I think we'll be blessed. George, you said you're defoliating cotton right now. How's that cotton crop looking so far this year? The cotton crop looks good. I, I think I, my crop's a little early, but uh, we defoliated some cotton yesterday. Uh, we think it's a pretty good crop uh, and uh, pretty uniform. Didn't get too uh, 
ranked. Um, but there again, after the 2018 crop year, we're kind of nervous, hoping we maybe can have a normal dry harvest and pick a good cotton crop because we got one. Well, you got a good crop, but you don't have a good market. Boy, this thing has just fallen apart over the summertime. Uh, it, ju- it just really stinks right now. Yes, Gary. We figure our gross income is down probably $300 an acre just in the price movement between planting and harvest. Of course, I was speaking to Craig McCain this past week. Um, trying to figure out how the seed cotton payment's going to work because with this big of drastic fall in price, the seed cotton payment is going to be large enough that it's going to probably cause payment limitation issues in the 2019 crop. But uh, we'd much rather get it from the market. Well, George, you are very involved in the cotton industry. I told you I saw your picture uh on the Delta Farm Press website, you were at the Mid-Year NCC National Cotton Council meeting in Memphis. Uh, what was the mood there at that meeting? What was going on there last week? Well, I think I think overall everybody thought they had a pretty fair crop. The mood was kind of somber as, I mean, we've seen prices collapse 30%, basically, in about five months. Um, nobody's very optimistic at the current time about the price unless uh, the trade, the tariff issue is resolved. Uh, the world economy has uh, slowed, which in turn has caused consumption to go down about 7 million bales from projections back in March. Um we just, the cotton industry is really taking the brunt of the uh, tariff wars. George, I know organizations like the National Cotton Council, Cotton Incorporated, many others work on behalf of farmers to try to protect your livelihood and try to keep you in business. What's being done right now to try to help this situation, to try to soften the blow a bit, if you will, from this negative market situation? Well, you know, the, the council, the National Cotton Council, has embarked on a sustainability program to show that U.S. cotton is one of the most sustainable products in agriculture uh, in the world cotton market. Um, so we we, we can uh, compete with uh, polyester under under the sustainability you know, uh, which is a big thing in the market today. So we've been working on that. We've had to, an issue with plastic contamination appear over the last couple of years with uh, the invention of the yellow wrap on the John Deere baler picker. So we think we can get that under control. There's been an industry-wide movement toward uh, contamination-free. That's moving along. There's several issues, but the main one, the U.S. cotton producer 
is, is, does not have any control over is the price and where we are with China uh, and, and not able to ship any cotton to China at the current time. They're the biggest importers of cotton in the world, much less U.S. cotton. And, and right now with the tariffs, we're locked out. The Brazilians are uh, just having a, the best time ever. Because the Chinese are going to buy all of the Brazilian crop in 2019 because that's the only place they can get it. George LaCour, he is a farmer in Point Capee Parish. A lot of irons in the fire here at Harvest and cane planting time. George, I'm going to let you go, but you be safe out there, and I appreciate your time so much. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Kerry. Have a good weekend. Safe Labor Day. That wraps up the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast for this week. I hope everyone has a great Labor Day holiday weekend coming up. One programming note, we will not be producing a podcast or our daily e-newsletter on Monday. We're going to take Monday off for Labor Day. We'll be back with you on Tuesday. In the meantime, be sure to connect with us on social media. We're on both Facebook and Twitter. The handle is at Voice of LA Ag. We'll see you Tuesday on the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. Thanks for listening to the Voice of Louisiana Agriculture podcast. This podcast is produced by Kerry Martin and the Louisiana Farm Bureau Federation. For more information, be sure to check out our website, voiceoflouisianaagriculture.org and lafarmbureau.org.